You're listening to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 13. And today we are exploring the much talked about and buzzword called mindfulness. And we're going to be learning how to apply this very topic of mindfulness to several different areas of our life. So stay with me and let's dive on in. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint. Have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. Can you believe it already? It's episode number 13. It's kind of wow for me, kind of happy about that. So anyways, what I wanted to come on the show today and talk with you about is this topic of mindfulness, okay? We're talking about it this month in our private Facebook group. And as always, I would love and I encourage you to join us over there if you are on Facebook already. Our community is called Well Woman Network Thrive and Revive, and we are being mindful in the month of May. So we're talking all about putting mindful practices into our life. And you know, ladies, mindfulness is a big part of self-care. And you know that my 2018 mission is for all of you to incorporate and add more self-care into your daily lives because it's very, very important. So I got to reading a lot of articles on mindset. And that's what led me to bring it to the group. And then I started doing research on it and I was doing some Facebook lives on it. And then I thought, wow, I really need to start practicing some more of this mindfulness myself because my life is crazy, crazy busy right now. I've had a few challenges come up in my life regarding my family. And um, so I'm having to navigate a whole new journey in my life with regard to my mom. And that's a another story for another day. But um, so I actually, it was my mom and her decline in her health. She's, she's not unhealthy. She's just having some memory issues, getting early onset of some Alzheimer's issues. And I guess as I've been studying this concept of mindfulness, it's made me realize that, you know, I don't know when, But I know that somewhere down the road, she's probably going to not remember a whole lot of things. And she may not even remember who I am. So I need to start being more in the present moment. And I need to start enjoying more moments with her. So kind of, you know, it's funny because you all know that I'm spiritual. And it's like, for me, God seems to give me 
the things that I need at the right moment. And this topic of mindfulness just dropped in my lap for the month of May. And I thought, oh, great. This is something I really need to add more of because between straddling, practicing part-time, you know, doing the side hustle of this online education portal and big dream that I have with all of my women's wellness stuff, taking care of my family, and now my mom on the other side with her failing um, memory, it's just been a lot of stress. The last few weeks have been really, really stressful. And um, then coupled with my computer crashing, it was just even more stress. So I need to practice this mindfulness more. So as I do the Facebook Lives, and I'm talking to you today on the podcast about being mindful, and I'm writing more articles for our blogs about being mindful, it just helps to you know bring it to my mind much more. And I'm able to kind of ingrain it into my brain that I do need to practice some of these techniques because I'm so busy that sometimes I find myself sailing through my day, sailing through my life without really realizing that it's gone by. You know, days turn into weeks, then weeks turn into months, and a month has gone by. And my God, you know, we're already at the first quarter of the year. And I'm like thinking, gosh, you know, what the heck have I done? And I look back and I've accomplished a lot, but because I'm so busy in the creation mode and constantly thinking of, you know, the future where mindfulness is not a part of, it's a part of the here and now, I just don't stop to smell the roses enough. And I've decided that I needed to do that. So as I'm bringing you all these tips, I'm over here in the opposite side of the mic learning and practicing right along with you. So, you know, you're not alone creating new habits as we talked about on today's Instagram live and on our today's Facebook live, creating new habits is not always easy, but if they're important enough to us, we will find a way. So today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what mindfulness is. Then we're going to move into how to boost your mood with mindfulness, because I think that's a really important concept, especially since May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Then I'm going to give you some tips on how to have a mindful morning because I think it's important to learn how to start our day off in a very um, more peaceful, you know, um, quiet type of manner. Then we're going to talk about how to declutter our minds. And then I'm going to end on how to have a peaceful evening routine because just like we want to have a peaceful morning routine. We want to bookend it on both sides with having a peaceful evening routine. And I got that bookend concept from my mentor, um, Darren Hardy. I just love that man. So you excited? I hope so. So let's dive in to mindfulness. So, you know, ladies, mindfulness has become a real buzzword. That's how I got even onto the topic because I belong to several different websites um, that and blogging communities. And they're all talking about this word mindfulness. And it was huge last year, and it still is big this year, Um, with good reason. Because they say that those who apply its practices to their lives have experienced a mass of benefits in many different aspects. It's pretty pretty kind of cool, right? From micro-targeted to specific habit creation to generalized and holistic increases in enjoyment of living, mindfulness seems to know no limits. Mindfulness is not simply a trippy flavor of the month word, but it is something that is to be used all the time. And again, 
as we see ourselves swinging away from the pendulum of 24-7 as the mantra, we see more of this mindfulness coming in. Mindfulness in your living space, mindfulness in your life, declutter your life, um, get rid of the stuff, you know, minimize, use the basics, whatever the word you want to incorporate, you know, and use synergistically with the word for mindfulness. That's what I want you to do. Okay. It's an approach to life that brings up conscious awareness and appreciation of living in the here and the now. Most of us have become so accustomed to performing activities unconsciously and automatically that they just become so ingrained in our lives that we don't even realize that we're doing them. When we look back, much of what we have done is barely memorable or remembered. Now, I know that you can relate to this, okay? Um, I drive to work every day and I'm usually driving the same route. Sometimes I try to take a different route to see different scenery. And on most days I pull into my parking space at work and I'm like, wow, I got here pretty fast. I don't even remember the drive-in because my car is so familiar with going there. I could just put it on autopilot. I wish I could. And then it would just get me there. Right. And I find because I'm straddling, you know, a working and I'm straddling also this um, entrepreneurial adventure that I'm working on with this women's online health education portal that I want to develop and just taking care of my family and, you know, with recent turns in my mom's health, I just find that I really am learning that I need to have more mindfulness practices in because I'm sailing through my life. Days become weeks, weeks turn into months, and already we're here at the first quarter of the year. Now, I know I've accomplished a lot this year. You know, I mean, I'm pretty proud of myself, started this podcast, been blogging, you know, very regularly and consistently, have done a great job in our private Facebook group, started a membership site. So yeah, I've done a lot, but I'm always thinking in the future, you know, what am I going to write for next week? What am I going to talk about? What am I going to do, you know, in a month from now? And when you're always living in the future, ladies, not that it's wrong to have goals, by all means, it's not. But when we're always concentrating and living in the future, we're never really fully present in today and enjoying the moments that we have today. And remember, none of us knows when our number's up, right? We don't know if we're going to have tomorrow. And we spend a lot of time in the past, and we don't spend enough time, most of us, I'm speaking for myself here too, in the present, okay? Mindfulness teaches us to focus and employ all of our senses to more fully experience our lives. So instead of letting them slip by mindlessly, we actually are concentrating on them more and more. As a result of our conscious minds being more directly involved in living in the moment, the mind itself spends much less time wasted on things it can't control, such as past events or future imaginings. Okay? We spend a lot of time on worrying about the future when we don't even know what's going to happen, right? I know sometimes I do. For many people, this side effect is the greatest benefit that mindfulness can provide. There's so many women that I see in my practice and on a day-to-day basis that suffer from anxiety and depression-related problems because they're always worried about, you know, what happened in the past or more importantly, what's going to happen in the future. But when you have this concept of mindful living, it can help you become more conscious, I should say, of just right now and live in the moment and not worry about what's going to happen, you know, 
a year from now, two days from now, or whatever. And it can actually help an anxious person to be less anxious. And that's kind of good. So whatever is afflicting you or holding you back from enjoying life as you should, it is almost certain that if you apply some of these mindful techniques, it can help your life. You know, I truly believe that if we learn to slow down a little bit more, we would be enjoying our life tenfold. So now I just want to kind of go over with you, you know, what is this whole concept of mindfulness? Okay. So mindfulness is an approach which uses meditation as one of its tools. It encourages an individual to pay special attention to the here and now moments without judgment. So in practice, ladies, this means avoiding thinking back and pondering what could have been and don't freak out over the future. Just be here right now. Enjoy today because we don't know if we have tomorrow. And like the old saying goes, the past is in the past. Today is the present, not the future. So we want to spend more of our time in the here and the now. That's not to say mindfulness is suggesting that we ignore our past or future events in total, but dwelling on them, ladies, will rob us of time and time is something we can never get back. There is certainly no problem with learning from mistakes if it leads to a better outcome. But if it's not, and ruminating about all that stuff is not going to change anything, why should we stay there? Okay? There's no value in bemoaning what could have been or holding on to bitterness and regret. This is especially so true where events or actions are beyond your control. Whether they were enacted by others, whether they're acts of God, natural disasters, or whatever, I want you to be aware of if and only statements or would have, should have, could have type of statements. Those are statements, ladies, that will hold you back and they're not part of this mindful approach. To employ mindfulness to its best advantage, I want you to start thinking more positively. And if non-productive past and future thoughts start to intrude in your brain, I want you to allow the thought because we need to acknowledge it And then I want you to replace it and I want you to move on with purpose. I want you to start reflecting on the very present moment, whether it be with your family, your friends, your coworkers, how many of us, you know, we're in conversations and we're talking to the person that is sitting right across from us. And yes, we may be looking at them, but our minds are a mile or a million miles away. We're thinking about other things. And then When the person asks us the questions, we're kind of startled and taken back because we haven't really been fully paying attention. You know, there's a difference between listening and there's and hearing. Okay. Very big difference. We can listen to people, but we don't always necessarily hear what they're saying. So I want you to practice hearing what other people are saying and truly take it in and wipe out what's going on around you. If you're in a conversation with a friend or family member, give them the respect they deserve by listening to what they have to say, because you would want it in return. So now we're going to move into how to boost your mood through mindfulness. So, you know, increased productivity is always the deliberate intention of all of us, especially if we live in the business world. A settled, self-motivated, and rightful thinking mind forms the best approach for success and thus calls for mindfulness because mindfulness is going to help us focus. 
It's going to help us boost our mood. And how does that happen? Because mindfulness has a lot of benefits. So one of the benefits of mindfulness is that it improves your focus. Distractions waste a lot of our time, ladies, needed for more productive things. Mindfulness will help you pay full attention to whatever you might be doing by regular and simple meditation practices. Now I'm not talking about meditation, sitting there and doing chants, okay? But when you improve your focus, you are going to get a lot more done because we tend to, a lot of us, I know I do, I have these lists and I'm sitting here while I'm trying to do item number one. I'm looking at item number two, item number three, item number four, and thinking how I'm going to get those items done. And I haven't really fully accomplished item number one. So take each item on your list, focus on it, and do that one thing before you start thinking about the other things. Yes, being a multitasker is good, but not always. Okay. Mindfulness can also help you to plan because mindfulness calls for full focus at the present moment. So whether you're at workplace or you're at home and you get busy and your mind starts to wander, I want you to just slow down and I want you to just be in the present because if you have mindfulness, it will help you break down the junk and it'll let you handle one thing at a time while the rest of your worries fall correctly into their place. So it can help you plan because you're going to be focusing again on only one thing at a time, not multiple things, not future things, and you're not looking back at the past. It can improve your creativity. According to research that was carried out at the Leiden University in the Netherlands, those who go by the rules of being mindful tend to be more creative. The practice of mindfulness clears your mind and allows new creative thoughts to flow. This can be very productive in all areas of your life, especially if you are working on new projects. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, you know, again, you need to just stop, be in the present moment and allow yourself to just focus on the project at hand and allow the creativity to flow. And don't look at things as failures ever. Always look at everything as a challenge because when you pose it to your brain as a question, what challenge or what can, what things can I do to overcome this challenge? Your brain will actually start to help you formulate the correct pattern of thought and will come up with the answers. Nice to know, right? Number, number, well, moving on here, not, not a number, but mindfulness helps you by increasing your empathy in the world. In case you're wondering how this is, get to know that my, get, it's good to know that mindfulness helps you view things from a better angle. It will assist you to bring the best out of your friends, your employees, your coworkers by effectively respecting them. And in return, they will respect you because when you're in that present moment, like I was saying, I'll give you an example, like with my mom, you know, I'm a spiritual person and God just seems to give me the right things at the right time. So my mom is at the very beginning, early onset of a little bit of Alzheimer's and she's forgetting things and it's hard for her and it's a new journey for me and it's a new journey for us together and I know that somewhere down the road my mom is not going to remember a whole lot and she may not even remember me if it gets to be that point so I know that right now I need to be more empathetic I need to be more understanding and I need to be in this moment I want to remember those 
memories with her and I want to create more memories with her right now while she still has the capacity to remember what they are so that we can laugh together and we can enjoy this time. So by being in the present moment, I can fully understand her more because right now she's very frustrated, she's scared, and she's just learning to um, navigate through this new journey in her life. So mindfulness can also help make you more positive. Being positive in life, ladies, is a magic that, that perfectly well can help you to embrace all those good things, okay? It's an aspect you obtain from being mindful and assist you to overcome tough and discouraging times and moments. If you think positively, your your productivity, excuse me, increases as well since nothing, no stress will be weighing you down. So again, when you think in the here and the now, and you're not worrying about the past and you're not worrying about the future, you can be more positive because right now is a good time, right? And your mind is focusing on finding the good outcomes. So mindfulness can be used for many things. It can help you improve your focus. It can help you to better plan. It can help improve your creativity. It can help you increase your empathy and it can help you be more positive. And those are all good things in my book. Okay. So now we are going to move into the next section, creating morning mindfulness habits. So I'm going to take a sip of my water and I'll be back in a few. Okay. So establishing a few good habits in the morning, ladies, can help us improve our lives immensely. It helps to keep us positive. Hence, since we just talked about that in the last segment, it establishes a routine that you can look forward to and can even be good for your mental and physical health. So I'm going to give you some tips on how to have a more productive mindfulness morning routine. So the first thing is I want you to make yourself a morning tonic. Whether you like apple cider vinegar tea to help improve digestion or lemon ginger tea to help you with detoxifying Having a morning tonic is a great ritual to have. It's great for detoxing and it's great to wake you up in the morning. Experimenting with and adjusting your tonics to what you need that day is so much fun. Plus the warm liquids will stimulate your body, encourage regularity, and it's just downright fun to experiment with. So it's a new thing. So start making yourself that morning tonic. Mine is apple cider vinegar, a little bit of honey, and some hot water. And I drink that I drink that in the morning when I'm doing my little meditation or I'm doing my little journaling or I'm just doing my little Bible study. Number two is I want you to avoid the phone like the plague. When you first wake up in the morning, ladies, we enjoy clarity that we just won't see again for the rest of the day. I don't want you to spoil the moment by immediately checking text messages, status updates, emails, and alerts. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the morning. Put your social media on hold. All of that can come later. Then I want you to get up and get active. Getting up and getting active helps you wake up more fully than a cup of coffee and it can help you stay awake longer. Starting your day off with a little moving around also helps you get some extra exercise before your brain can object. Okay. Whether you're a marathon runner or you just do a few sets of yoga positions, this is very important part of being healthy 
and incorporating to a healthy morning ritual. Because like I said on our Facebook live today, a body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest and you want to get your body going and flowing. It's a machine and it needs to be exercised. Then I want you to get a good breakfast. Having a full, healthy, well-rounded breakfast has shown in literature and research time and time again to help improve your start of a day because it sets your insulin clock for the rest of the day. A good breakfast should include a source of carbohydrates, good carbohydrates that is, healthy fats, and a protein. Include some veggies here and there during the breakfast is also good. And whether you prefer, you can put your veggies into a green smoothie if you don't have the time for a sit-down breakfast. There's no excuse, ladies. Breakfast is good for you. And I do a, usually my routine is either a smoothie or I do a oatmeal bowl with my protein powder inside my steel-cut oatmeal. Next, I want you to plan out your day. While you're probably used to having a plan, learning to prioritize while you plan is a great habit to pick up. So I want you to choose one to three big, important things that you need to get done that day. Try to get them done at the beginning of your day so that you can fill up the rest of your day with more productivity, okay? Putting the tasks that are most that you most need to get done earlier and first is best because then that way you're going to get them done. I want you to be um, more productive and we tend to be more productive with our first set of tasks. So don't leave the important things last, make the most, make the most important things first. Then I want you to plan your day. Okay. Plan how you want your day to go, you know, plan your lunch, plan your dinner, plan your snacks. You know, if you have phone calls, plan them out. That way, you know, when things are going to be coming and you won't be sidetracked, hopefully. Sometimes we can't help life gets in the way, but if you plan your day and you kind of have the flow in an outline, then you know how it's going to go and you feel less stress and being less stressed ladies is the goal. The next thing is if you have to travel anywhere, be prepared ahead of time of that travel. If you know that you have to go any length of distance and you know that you're going to run into traffic, then leave a couple hours earlier. Don't leave everything to the last minute because that only increases stress. Have all your stuff ready the night before that you need to get ready for the next day. You know, I am trying ritually, which is not, sometimes I'm not so successful at like making all my lunch the night before and having it packed so that it's one less step in the morning that I have to do. Then I want you to take breaks. I want you to take breaks during the middle of the day. And it may seem counterintuitive to your productivity, but when you take a break, you are actually increasing your productivity because you're giving your brain time to relax and to rejuvenate. And if you do this several times throughout the day, you'll find, excuse me, that you'll get more things done. And the last thing that I want you to do is I want you to remember your end goals. End goals, ladies, can be one of the most important motivators, encouraging you to be in your most productive state. I want you to note down your goals and make long-term plans of action to attain them. But remember, work on them in bite-sized pieces. We've talked about that in other episodes, okay? Break it down. Remember that every day you are doing something to move one step closer towards that end goal, which is good enough to keep you motivated for that day, okay? It's small baby steps each day that add up to long things over time. Okay. So 
Next, I'm going to talk to you about how to declutter your mind. All right. So ladies, whether you're young or you're old, you probably have noticed that your mind can feel like it's cluttered with too much information at times. For me, most of the time. It can be overwhelming and it can impact how we focus during the day and how much work we get done 